Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Elliot Galdi. He is owner and CEO at Hybrid Health. We're going to talk a little bit about the CBD and hemp space, what's going on in the world of CDB, what's going on in the North Carolina market, and really understand what is it like to be in the cannabis business these days. Obviously, there's many facets. I would say CBD is probably one of the faster growing side of things. You know, obviously a different kind of regulatory framework, but yet still has a lot of the complications and, and challenges that the rest of the cannabis industry has. So with that, Elliot, welcome to the program. Thanks. Nice to be with you, Bruce. Yeah. So let's start with background. How'd you get into cannabis? What was the story? What was the, the reason to start a cannabis company? You want the legal reason or the, <laughs> real re- or the other reason? <laughs> we want the real reason here on this podcast. <laughs> um, so, you know, again, I'm 65. You know, I've been, let's say I've been involved in cannabis for the better part of my life. Uh-huh. Um, but after 40 plus years, I started working in 1977. So after 40 plus years of marketing and sales career activities, uh, both on the agency side, the the client corporate side, and on the media sales side, uh, about 20 years ago, I founded my own ad marketing agency. And 
about five years ago, I just started to get really burnt out on it. The industry was changing rapidly, moving away from more traditional forms of advertising and media, which is where I kind of grew up Mm -hmm. into more digital forms and technology kind of took over. And while I knew enough to be dangerous, I found myself really working against a very hard learning curve. And again, just, you know, found myself going into new business pitches with guys and gals that expected to see a 30-something in skinny black jeans. And here I am, this 60-some-odd-year-old <laughs> guy walking in with gray hair and glasses, and I didn't quite fit the image of what they were looking for in a marketing person. So I started to seriously reevaluate what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it and was thinking about ways to either possibly retire or reinvent myself. And since I'm too hyperactive to retire, um, <laughs> it coincided with the legalization of recreational weed in Colorado. Uh-huh. So I happened to come across across a TV, a short TV series called Pot Barons. I believe it was on Discovery Channel. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's where it was. And I watched it and I went, well, this looks really interesting. Maybe I'll go out to Colorado and talk to some folks and see what the opportunities might be for getting into the marijuana business. Mm -hmm. So I called up virtually everyone who was featured in that series and they were all gracious and kind enough to say, sure, we'll see you. So got on a plane, went to Denver had a bunch of meetings with all these folks and very quickly realized that until North Carolina legalized marijuana, whether medical or rec, that was not going to be an option because I did not want to be a long distance investor and I was not going to move to Colorado. But while I was out there, I was introduced to several folks in the hemp industry. A guy by the name of Zev Pace, who at the time was the executive director of the National Hemp Association, great guy, Mm -hmm. and a couple of other folks. And I started thinking about it and saying, well, hemp, well, hemp's not psychoactive, so it's not sexy. It's not fun. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really not sure about this. So segue to a few months later, and one of the guys I had met, he sent me an email and said, you know, by the way, there's going to be this big trade show called the Marijuana Business Convention and Expo in Chicago in in the spring. You might want to consider just going out there and checking it out. I went, okay. So again, got on a plane, went out to Chicago and was so pleased to see that while it was predominantly a marijuana slash THC targeted convention, there were several hemp CBD companies out there. So mm-hmm. I just started talking to them and introduced myself, explained why I was there. And they said, well, you know, you're that's an interesting background, marketing and sales. And, and these were all West Coast based companies. And I said, well, do you have anybody representing you in North Carolina? And all of them said no. I went, well, would you like to? And they said, sure, why not? You know, and this was before more dedicated sales brokers and sales companies were proliferating in the cannabis space. And that's really how I got started. So I came home, had my son who had gotten a graphic arts and design degree from UNC Asheville to design my first website. And we were in business, or so we thought. Then we ran into all of the issues with getting a merchant account set up so we could take credit cards online, kind of went in and out of business with a couple of those who stole my money, you know, and learned the hard way that you have to be really careful about 
who you associate with and, and what you get them to do for you and what you do for them. But eventually, and that was five years ago, but eventually over the years, we've gone through several iterations of website. We've just recently launched about a month or two ago, our newest version of our website, which I'm really, really proud of. I'm sure you'll post it up, but it's hybridhealthhemp.com. Really proud of the way the site looks and its user interface and its user friendliness its functionality. And for about two years now, we've had a great relationship with a local bank, BB&T, here in North Carolina, who has been both Mm -hmm. our merchant account processor and and our bank. So we finally, you know, got ourselves solid in terms of the nuts and bolts. And now really, it's more a function of how do we drive and attract more traffic and conversion to this beautiful new website we've we've built. So I think that that kind of brings us up to date. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you mentioned some of the challenges of getting a cannabis business, a CBD business up and running. I mean, I guess, do you feel like at this point, some of those things are resolved? I mean, the credit card processors, the banking, things like that, are there solutions now for the industry? Or do you feel like this is still a fundamental problem? No, no. I mean, there, there are solutions. And, and what I usually tell folks who ask me that question who are getting into the business, what I'll direct them to is say, go talk to your local banker first. Go talk to your local credit union. Yeah. I mean, those are the folks that are invested in your community and are generally interested in helping local businesses get up and running. Now, there are a lot of companies out there that specialize on a both national as well as international basis on financial services, and in particular, credit card processing, electronic bank transfers, even, you know, cryptocurrency that are, are out there. But the unfortunate nature of a lot of them is that because, again, at the federal level, uh, the banking folks have shied away, even though hemp is legal, have shied away from it uh, because there's still no firm regulatory framework at the federal level that gives these guys, gives the banks, the bigger banks, clearance to do business. So when there's no competition or very little competition, rates tend to be much higher than they should be. You know, typically the actual all-in rate, by the time you get done with your, your credit card company, you know, your, mm-hmm. your gateway, your, your transaction fees, I mean, you're effectively in the 5 to 6% range, and I've heard higher. Mm-hmm. And there are some folks that claim they're, they're lower. They can get you in at, you know, at the 2-something, two 2-3%. Two to 3%. But again, you have to be really, really careful and read the fine print because that 2-3% to 3% may be purely on the on the credit card side, but then you've got your gateway fees and your transaction fees and your, mm-hmm. you know, this fee and that fee. And effectively it ends up being even in a, in a good scenario around 5%. Yeah. And I mean, I guess what are, are you finding that people are taking advantage of that? Or I mean, how is that played out or how have you seen that side of the industry, that side of the business? When you say kind of taking evolve? advantage of you, you mean folks like me? No, no. The flip side that you've been taken advantage of, <laughs> You know, in terms of because there isn't many options and so the rates are higher. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, as an example, the first company that we were up and running with, my effective rate was 10% with a 30 day hold. And then that 30 day hold became forever, you know, and they walked away with several thousand dollars of my money. And I never could find them, you know, and I had people look for them and I never could find them. So, you know, I think that is less prevalent now than it was five years ago mm-hmm. because the industry has gotten bigger. It's gotten smarter. We've gotten a lot of, you know, folks that are really much more 
adept at sussing out the the wheat from the chaff in terms mm-hmm. of vendors that are out there. So I think to a large extent that's that's gone away, but I don't think it's ever going to be completely kosher, candidly. Yeah. And as you kind of got into the business of starting, what were some of the things, I'm assuming there are things you knew you didn't know <laughs> at the time, and then probably some things you didn't know you didn't know. What, what came up as you kind of evolved that you realized, hey, this is, I, I need to do something new I hadn't done before or kind of challenges you had to overcome? Well, beyond the financial services side of things, which was a huge learning curve, the marketing side of it, and this is from a guy who spent his professional life in marketing. Yeah. You know, who knew that when I first got into this, you know, well, somebody knew, but I didn't, that, you know, I wasn't going to be able to really promote my business on most social media platforms. Yeah. And of course, Facebook being the, you know, the 800 pound, 900 pound gorilla, you kind of rely on, you think you're going to rely on that. And then you very quickly find out that you have to tread not just on eggshells, but on, you know, on, on, on silk gossamer uh, thread to try and get anything through. Now, they have evolved minimally in that you can post and you can actually promote through their paid advertising topicals and educational stuff, apparel. Mm-hmm. But you know, I still can't put up a, a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad for my tinctures or my soft gels. So how do you work around that? Well, SEO is you know, certainly a way to, to, to try and get around some of the limitations of paid advertising. But SEO is a very long-term play. It's not a quick yeah. fix. And, you know, so it's just really being creative, not being afraid to ask a lot of questions of people who may know better than you. You know, even though I've been doing this for a long time, I still can learn a lot. And I try to avail myself of people who are smarter and more experienced than me. Yeah. And in terms of your strategy now, I mean, obviously, you know, CBD market has evolved quite a bit. There's lots of players. How have you kind of navigated and, you know, where is the niche that you've kind of focused on? Give me some insight there. That's a very common question and probably one of the hardest questions to answer because depending on what the potential customer for CBD is sourcing it for, the target changes dramatically. So we have a lot of customers who are senior citizens mm-hmm. who are finding their way to CBD because they're a little bit scared of marijuana because of its psychoactivity. They don't understand it. You know, they're still kind of locked in that reefer madness mentality, but they know and they've heard from their grandkids or from their friends or whatever that someone's arthritis felt a whole lot better after they tried CBD, whether as a cream or ingested it, you know, so there's the senior market, you know, there's the folks that constantly are emailing me and calling me and going, will CBD help me sleep better? Because I don't sleep that well at night. Well, that could be someone in their thirties or forties, you know, someone who's constantly dealing with anxiety. Unfortunately, I have more folks that I would care to, to count who have various forms of anxiety or PTSD or what have you that get dramatic relief from CBD. But again, what's the target audience for that? Is it, is it, the, is it the, the late 20-something vet who's coming back from Afghanistan or, and, and Iraq? Or is it the, the 45, 50-year-old woman who maybe has an abusive husband? Or mm-hmm. is it the, the college kid who's freaking out because 
you know, schools yeah. learning is difficult right now. So, you know, targeting is so to really try to answer your question, we don't broadly target one audience. We micro target different audiences with different messages. So we will blog or email or social about inflammation and pain to an older you know, older audience, we will, we will target and, and, and promote to a different audience for skincare. We will target to a different audience for, for pain and inflammation. We will target to a different audience for anxiety relief. And then even, you know, separately, we work with a, an oncological nutritional consultant who, you know, works with his patient clients and refers them to us for CBD for folks who are dealing with various stages of of cancer. Yeah. You know, for any number of different reasons, which again, because of the FDA, I can't say, you know, anything more than it helps with easing some of the effects of chemotherapy, but there's a lot of other opportunities there that, you know, for relief that we can offer that eventually one day we'll be able to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess, what's your assessment or what's, what's your view on that? I mean, uh, you know, the FDA is kind of in limbo right now. Or they haven't issued, you know, guidelines exactly. I mean, it's clear they're going to provide some kind of regulatory framework or some, some kind of regulations around it. But, you know, it hasn't happened and what we can claim, what we can't, and then how do we develop this in the future? I mean, how do you see that whole side at this point and how do you see it playing out? Well, the way I see it at this point is it's a clusterfuck. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's bad news because there are so many questions that people have that I and other folks in my industry can't answer to the best of our knowledge because of those limitations and restrictions, because they could turn around and shut us down. Yeah. How it can be resolved is to a large extent, what's been happening at the legislative level and now needs to find its way into the regulatory space. But as now now labs and research institutions are able to start conducting scientific-based trials, you know, if we can get into clinical trials. I mean, I was just reading an article today. You know, there's been a lot of news and stuff out there about cannabis and COVID-19. Yeah. Well, I can't and I won't say anything because it's still, number one, it's still too early. But there was just an article I saw today about research that's being conducted in Israel at one of the largest hospitals in Israel, because Israel has a medical marijuana marketplace where they're now doing research on the anti-inflammatory benefits of cannabis on on the lungs because evidently COVID has an, a fairly dramatic inflammatory effect on the lungs and on the respiratory system. Yeah. So, you know, th- the more research like that is done and the more it finds its way into peer-reviewed periodicals, whether it's Lancet or the AMA or, or PubMed or what have you, mm-hmm. that's going to open up the industry to be able to talk honestly and candidly to people who are calling and suffering from any number of of illnesses and conditions that can benefit. But right Mm -hmm. now, we can't say that. So uh, I think that it's really more about more research and more science-based 
evidence that's going to help with this. Yeah. As you sort of see, there's been a lot in the sort of the CBD or the hemp side of CBD anyway, in terms of the market and price of biomass, you know, kind of fluctuating pretty dramatically. I mean, how has this impacted you on the kind of the more retail side in terms of kind of the supply chain, you know, ups and downs and fluctuations on that side? How has that impacted you on the market side? Truthfully, mostly all to the good, um, because I'm not a grower and I'm not a processor. So what I've always tried to do, and this is kind of where our USP, you know, unique selling proposition incorporates it, is that we want to offer product at the most affordable price at which we can afford to offer it. So Mm -hmm. as prices come down, which they have dramatically over the last few years, as our cost of product goes down, we're reducing our price to our customers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously we're not and never going to be the the Walmart, you know, or the the family dollar store of the CBD industry, Mm -hmm. because I think there inherently there's issues with that. But we're going to be probably in the in the fifth quintile of of price points for virtually everything we we offer under the hybrid health brand. Mm-hmm. So that's all been to the good. Um, yep. You know, it's probably in terms of what you pay for cost of percent of active CBD and biomass right now, it's probably come down, you know, 80, 90 percent over the last three, four or five years. Yeah, yeah, it's really dramatic. In terms of the products that you're focused on, I mean, uh, you mentioned the tinctures and, and the soft gels, but uh, is there... Are you focused on particular kind of formats or delivery models, or are you just looking for great products? And I guess, how do you see that side of things, your strategy, their product strategy, you know, retail strategy in the future? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the, I mean, the true answer is that we still focus in terms of our hybrid health line of products, primarily on tincture, because that's still the largest subcategory of CBD out there. Mm-hmm. We do not offer flavored tinctures because we, I mean, me personally, I like the taste of, of a hempy product. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it to a lot of folks who get into, and we'll call this, let's say like alternative wellness yeah. um, or holistic wellness. Mm-hmm. I think there's tends to be a certain bias towards what seems to be a more natural product. So an unflavored straight from the plant product fits that bill. Now, that's not to say we don't offer flavored tinctures, and that's why we feature other brands other than Hybrid Health. And at some point down the road, we may introduce a flavored product, but tinctures is, is where the bulk of our, our mm-hmm. Hybrid Health brand focus is. And we also also have our, our Cairo cream, which is an analgesic cream we developed in consultation with a local chiropractor, but also turns out to have the added benefit of being a wonderful skin cream. So, you know, where I tend to use it for old man aches and pains, I've had folks tell me that it's worked great for skin conditions or blemishes or, you know, what have you, yeah. um, just scar, you know, scar treatments or what mm-hmm. have you. But, I, you know, I think in, in, in broader terms, as far as what we offer at hybridhealthhemp.com, we do also, gummies are, are a big a big seller soft gels and capsules to a certain extent. We were doing a lot of business on the vape side of CBD until all that kind of crashed last year. 
even though all of our products that we offered and still offer have been fully tested and vetted and are clean and good and I use them my my mm-hmm. kids use them you know I mean my, my adult kids yeah. um, you know so I have no reservations about recommending those products to other folks. But one of the things we did to sort of address that is we also carry an inhaler. And when I say inhaler, I mean, think, you know, like asthma inhaler, like a pump inhaler, but it's a CB delivery system. And it's a fabulous product because anything that's inhaled gets into your system much more quickly than if you ingest it. So for folks that are dealing with anxiety or panic or whatever, yeah, the tinctures will work, but if you're in the middle of your work day and all of a sudden you're starting to freak out and you want quick relief, a tincture is not going to be your best option. So yeah. having an inhaler or a vape pen that you can step into the washroom or or step outside and, and hit it once or twice is a fantastic option. So that's why we keep those types of products. And then also my just my personal favorite, because I'm a chocoholic and always have been, uh-huh. we offer a line of CBD chocolates, which are out of this world um you know so that's more just my personal preference than than because it's in high demand i just like having it around the house (laughs) and yeah i know i'm sure and what have you seen in terms of product trends and you know we're we're recording this and sort of towards the end of july in pandemic here i'm curious if you've seen any kind of shifts trends in you know what people are buying are there changes that are going on We have not noticed it specifically here at Hybrid Health, but there are a lot of companies that are focusing on other types of delivery systems, whether it's in in edibles or drinks. There are some powders, you know, that are that are soluble in water or juice that Mm -hmm. uh, I'm seeing come across my desk. There's a few other kind of call it rapid release products that are in the pipeline that I can't really talk that much about. But, you know, so there's a lot of research and innovation coming out of it. But I don't know that it's directly related to to COVID as much as it is related to an evolving business where everyone's trying to find their little corner that's unique to what everybody else is offering out there. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of more market strategy than it is. Big changes, yeah. And I mean, one of the things we're actually looking at right now are hemp masks, hemp face masks. Interesting. Both because of the synergies with our business and our marketing, but from the standpoint that hemp is a natural antimicrobial, has natural antimicrobial properties. Mm -hmm. So a good quality hemp face mask that's washable and reusable seems like a no-brainer to me. So hopefully by the time this makes it out into the public and people hear this, we'll have them in stock and we'll, we'll have people flocking to our website. But, <laughs> uh, but seriously, I mean, I think yeah. you and I talked about this earlier in yeah. our pre-call, yeah. um, is that I don't see, unfortunately, this pandemic going away in the next month or two. I think it's going to yeah. be around for for a while yet, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And and I think masks and social distancing and all of those preventative measures that we can all take to not only keep ourselves safe, but to try and keep others around us and, and the, the population writ large safe are still going to be necessary and in place as we move into 2021. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I tend to agree. Elliot, if people want to find out more about you, more about the products that you have, that you sell, what's the best way to get that information? The easiest way is, again, just go to our website, which I've been shamelessly promoting throughout this, <laughs> Hybrid 
healthhemp.com. And you can also reach out to me directly at customer support via email at customer support at hybridhealthhemp.com. Or if you have a really pressing question and want to call me or call our office, you can do that at 919-748-9394. We'll answer any questions you have. And if we don't have the answers to them, we'll let you know and we'll get back to you. Perfect. I'll make sure that that information is in the show notes so people can click through, get that information. Elliot, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for taking the time today. You know, always interesting to talk to folks who are in the business, making the cannabis industry work. So I appreciate your uh, conversation. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for doing this. We need more folks like you help folks make sense of this fast growing industry we're in. So thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Elliot. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets, and access other great content, visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.